What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Today, this is the third episode of the week, and yes. the third episode is this this nebulous abstract term that we've been throwing around a lot. But we we failed. Yeah. We failed to. <laughs> <laughs> we failed to come up with something that we both like can agree on that would make a great third episode, uh, right? Yeah, and we've had some heated discussions offline as well between Terrence yeah. and I, yeah. which would have made for a good podcast in and of itself. La. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just sorry to all the people who loved my dissection <laughs> of the Australian <laughs> Open 2017, as well as my yeah. brutal takedown of Harish in the last podcast. Uh, just sorry yeah, all, that, all yeah, four that, of them. that format, yep. that yep. format. Can't carry on because correct, correct. Because Harish, Harish couldn't take hey. it. Uh. <laughs> 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 hey, before this, We're we started, I was like, should we, should we address about how we came to this to a mutual decision to the way we're going to take the third four episode? And here you are, just shitting on me even before I could, you know, make it seem like it was a team effort. It is okay. a team effort. It's a team effort. No, Fuck I mean, I do, la. I do team think it's, it's important that both of us feel fully comfortable with what we're talking about, right? Yes, I, I completely agree as well. So if Harish yeah. tells me he's not comfortable, I'll be a real asshole if I kept trying to persuade him otherwise. La. It's like yeah. consent consent matters in this kind of thing. La. Exactly. Right. And if I just told you I wasn't comfortable without trying to articulate or explain why, uh, then it would also be an asshole move on my, on my part. La. Exactly, exactly. So, so. so the reason, so I mean, we're still going to be doing Three, three episodes a week but the mm. third episode because okay like at first we were thinking okay let's think of a creative format and we had like 10, 12 different ideas and we kind of landed on one which evolved but then as we were talking about it my feeling was that um, if we are going to be changing format then unlike a YouTube channel or something if we try a different format on Monday a different format on Wednesday there's a lot of things that can kind of like uh, explain the different format. You know, visuals, it's shorter form content and it can be almost a different show in and of itself. La. But for Yalabad, which is audio, uh, it just felt like, okay, we haven't tried doing just one more episode in the same style, which is anchored in current affairs. Mm. Um, so maybe we try that first and then if naturally, organically, something else bubbles up that is very much in line with the Yalabad uh, style of things, which is rooted in current affairs, then sure. But if we try and do a different show at this point, we also don't want the case where our our listeners feel right now. I think you listen to Yala, but you know what to expect. You know it, we don't want it to be the case where one episode is this, another episode is this, and then it feels a little unclear. So that was my rationale, and also it's a then what is the Yala podcast? Like? Right now, mm. very clear. Twice now, thrice weekly dissection of the hottest news with comedy. Mm. I think the yeah. also yeah. So don't don't get us wrong. We're not. Uh, the, the, we very uh, we are very committed to do a third podcast. Just that we are not committed to what format the the podcast is yet, uh. And so we we yeah. we are quite experiment experimental about the whole thing, and uh yeah. But if and maybe maybe also because this week it just felt like there's so many things going on, right? So many things to talk yeah. about. So so we felt okay, maybe we should just do it as a normal a normal episode, uh. It's Just that from now on we do three a week, uh, three podcasts a week, uh. Yeah, and I think what Terence said just now, it is something that we have always said uh, to to always be cognizant of. Like, I think the first time I heard this was with Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. I think yeah. those those comedic duo, they are a fucking pair of geniuses and they said at one point, if there is ever an idea that even if one of them doesn't feel fully for, they would throw it out like, because there's no shortage of good ideas. It's just about landing an idea that both of us feel very strongly for. Like, and and Yalabad right now is that. Like. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I guess we have to go through the you know the the structure as per as per uh, Yalabad episode. As per normal, right? la, yeah. So as please, per normal protocol. Yes, as per normal <laughs> protocol. What goes in this slot if here? You, if you're th- expecting something different, sorry, man. It's yeah. going to be the exact same format, which starts off with a plug, and that plug is that if this podcast or this episode or this show has ever brought you some sort of happiness some sort of smile, or even made you feel a little bit smarter in front of your friends, right? Please share it with at least one other person. Ideally, someone who hasn't heard of our podcast before because we are very confident that if someone listens to our podcast, um, there's a chance they might stay for more, but we just yep. need them to get to listen to it in the first place. So thank you so much to all of those who have been sharing it uh, uh, voraciously, uh, including right. my my dear friend, Faye. Right. She's going to love this shout out. Yeah, correct. What well, correct? Yeah, correct. Ah, uh. correct. Ah, uh. uh, correct. Correct. Yeah, correct. Co- correct. Correct. Uh. So, so be like Faye, okay, Faye. Yeah. 
Yeah. Shout We've out been to Faye. Sharing it, sharing it a lot with a lot of my friends. So I appreciate that. And yes. who also will be coming for our show on 6 February, mm. which is in a mm. week's time. Yeah. We are we are featured guests uh, on uh, Rishi, the Rishi Report show, which is in six days' time at the Gateway Theatre, which is in Jalan Bukit Mirror. Yeah. 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 And, and tonight we're going to be recording uh, an episode on the show run by Jack and Ray, who will also be guests on Rishi Report show. So it's all mm. a it's a it's a comedic gangbang that's going to be happening this part this next week. Yeah, starting with the uh, our our thing tonight, Yeah, correct. And starting with this lah, exactly actually today lah. Yeah, 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 correct. For the but next this, you only probably only hear this on Monday lah. That's the the sad truth. Yes, right. correct, 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 mm. correct. So but yeah, what so other topics? Without today? further ado, well, the first topic that we're diving into is something that went internationally viral, no? Mm. Internationally, not just it started off in Asia, but it went international, mm. and that is a a Twitter thread that was posted on. January 17th by uh, an LGBT uh, African-American person in Bali with her partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, I only heard about this today. I had not heard of it before, but um, what happened was just the high level chronology is last year, she was trying to find a nine to five job. She was trying to to make it as a graphic designer. Uh, apparently, she wasn't. She was going through a rough patch. She was living in LA, and at the start of twenty, at, somewhere in twenty nineteen, she moved to Bali. You know, with her mm. partner, and just thinking they're going to stay there for a few months. Uh, when COVID hit, they decided to extend their 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 living situation there, carry on living there. And on January seventeenth, she posted a Twitter thread talking about how amazing her life was in Bali, la. Mm. Uh, the, the specific phrase was elevated lifestyle and basically she compared the rent of a studio in LA which was 1,400 US compared to this tree house uh, beautiful tree house in Bali she was getting for 400 US and mm. she was talking about how Bali is a very queer friendly place uh, a, a lot of African American community how it is an awesome place to rest and relax and she ended off with a call to action to purchase an ebook. Uh, that that ran through the techniques she used, the context of her visa agents, uh, in terms of how to get to Bali amidst COVID, lah. Yep, yep, yep. So that threat went viral. Um, and a few days ago, she was deported. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, more than a few days ago, right? Like uh, oh, January nineteenth, January nineteenth. Yeah, yeah. The right. announcement was that they were going to be deported, lah. Correct, correct. Yep. Yeah. So so, so then on January twenty eighth. She posted uh, an apology on the Ubud community Facebook page. But throughout that 10, 12 days, uh, if you just Google Bali, Kristen Grey or Bali tourist deported, there's a fuck ton of articles that try and dissect every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right. Yeah. But, uh, so, but what so were there's your a lot first of... thoughts? Uh? Yeah. Oh yeah, my first thoughts. I mean, um, a lot of interesting points here. Like. I think there's a, uh, you know about the whole drop shipping trend going on in Bali, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I think sometime in twenty twenty I came across this Wired article. Um and I mean you probably see a lot of ads. If you've seen those ads that telling you about how you can make money on Amazon, those are all drop shipping ads. La. Basically drop shipping and uh, uh what were well, you gonna say? What what were you gonna do la? What, as in what I think you were gonna do, which is explain what drop shipping is. Yeah, essentially it's uh you without having to deal with the logistics of uh, a warehouse or shipping and all that, you can actually sell stuff on the internet la, and you focus more on the marketing side of things by letting, uh, say, Amazon fulfillment centers handle all that for you. Uh, so let's say you see a product uh, on a Chinese wholesale website like AliExpress, you can buy large volumes of that product and then uh, list it on Amazon. And then after that, Amazon will handle everything. So everything shipped from the AliExpress to the Amazon Fulfillment Center, where they'll handle everything uh, all the way to the point of delivery for you. So let's say you're a dropshipper like living in Southeast Asia. You could order something from China and then market it to people in the US and then people in the US will will um, can buy it from like a website like Amazon.com and then after that, it's shipped to them. And you, as the entrepreneur behind it, have... Um, you don't have to handle a single a single product. La. All you deal with is the marketing and the customer support after that. La. And, yeah. and, and uh, I think you you can make quite a bit if um if the volume of what you sell is high enough. La. So so there's a mm. lot of uh there's a lot of pseudoscience behind it where they tell you about how you analyze the market and 
and and how you analyze what products will sell well or are, you know under undervalued or underperforming or, or underpriced. And uh, so yeah, there's a lot of people very eagerly trying to get your money to teach you how to do this because it's offering you a way towards financial freedom. Where yes, you don't have financial to live, freedom. Yeah, you don't have to lift <laughs> much of a finger or even do any real physical manual work. Uh, you can live in Bali. You can live very cheaply in a house, work out a co-working space. As long as you got internet and a and a you know and a phone and all that, you're you're ready to work, lah. So that's yeah, why you I'm, can be. Yeah. yeah, apparently a lot of people in Bali are doing that. A lot of people, Westerners have gone to Bali to do that because it's yeah. A, yeah. There's a whole culture of that going on there between the backpackers and, can, and expats and all. And you can be part of the fire movement. Have you heard of fire movement? Not uh, the fire festival, the fire movement. No, I haven't heard. What's that? Which is the financial independence retire early movement. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yep, yep, so yep. basically about about yeah, building a business of your own that runs on its own, uh, runs by itself, uh, passive income and all that. And I mean, in terms of the, the drop shipping is I think one just one category of 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 uh things that people pursue in a place like Bali. Like. I mean, now even before COVID for the jobs that were remote friendly, Bali mm. objectively is a fucking good place to work out of la, because mm. um, it is, it's a beautiful country. Uh, it is very tourist friendly. The cost of living is surprisingly low uh, in, in the less touristy places. So yeah, there, there was drop there was drop shipping. I think I've talked about on a, on a previous podcast, the term indie hacker, which are basically like, like individual developers just putting to building small websites that cater to, not small websites, websites that cater to a small audience, but enough to monetize. And, Digital nomads, lah. Basically, the term digital nomads. I think mm. this uh, Kristen Gray herself was a graphic designer, which is mm. very remote friendly. Uh, a digital right. nomad. So there's a community of them. You would find them in a lot of these beach, uh, beach-based tourist uh, uh, countries, but Bali especially, lah. Yeah. And so uh, what were some of the? The yeah. other thing about Bali, also that that that's interesting. She said this LGBT friendly, right? But yes. isn't Indonesia a majority, I mean, Muslim country Hin- and all that? Yeah, Muslim. And Bali itself is majority Hindu. Mm. And I mean, <laughs> objectively, so there's a thing, right? Like, uh, I think there were a lot of people who were taking different sides on the whole Twitter debate. Like. There were mm. people who were saying, okay, Bali is not LGBT friendly. Uh, even you ask the LGBT residents, they're like, Bali is only friendly to LG, uh, like LGBTs who are tourists because tourists is the bedrock of of the economy la. So so to equate how people treat you as a as a expat LGBT um, member versus a resident is a bit too simplified. Mm. Um, and then people there was also the tax thing because yeah. uh, from what I read in Bali you you if you if you work out of there remotely for more than 183 days you kind of need to declare your earnings so that you pay tax. Yep, if yep. she's been there since 2019 and she's been very vocal about not paying tax because in her in her words, I believe there was a tweet saying she earns in USD, not Indonesian rupiah. So why should she pay tax? Which mm-hmm. is like, um, I mean, you can go to Bali, make a living, respect culture and integrate yourself. But if you're so blatant about not paying tax, when there are rules about paying tax when you're state for more than 183 days, that also rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she talked about living for $400 a month in a luxurious tree house, which is cheap by LA standards, but uh, there's a lot of poverty in Bali as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, That's right. Like if you, before I went to Bali, right, I didn't know how fucking huge it is. It's mm. fucking huge. It's like 10 times the size of Singapore, you know? Yep, 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 correct. So for every Seminyak, every Ubud, every uh, place that is like, wow, fucking touristy and like show, there's a lot of regions that are that are not the, the most... Uh, it well off economically la. Mm-hmm. and um, wasn't there and but wasn't there something about uh, that uh, this particular uh, you know expatriate was being criticised because of the colour of her skin or something yeah I think there were people who jumped on the bandwagon saying that okay she's not being uh, deported because of what she said is she's being deported because she's black mm. um and then yeah, so I, that that was I know one thing. So then of course, as as most things happen, as it happens on internet, there was a whole debate about okay, it's it's color versus not color. Um, I don't know. Was there anything else? Uh, I I think I mean the fact that she's LGBT also lah, right? Is puts yeah. her in a minority minority lah, right? She's a triple minority. Tri- where's the third one? Female. 
Ah, female, yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, you, <laughs> how can you fucking miss that out, man? You call her a oh, yeah, double females, minority. Females com- consider She's minority, a- man. No, that I saw the term being used, triple minority. I'm with 50-50 <laughs> between men and women. <laughs> that's why She's oppressed, oh, oppressed, oppressed, oppressed but a double minority. La. Yeah, so actually, uh, yeah, where did I see that? Yeah, Holy shit, I just drank the Kool-Aid. Triple minority. <laughs> what you the hell? Absorbed, absorbed it fully. I just absorbed it. I'm like, yeah. yes, because I'm better than Terrence because she's. I understand she's a triple minority while <laughs> Terrence only thinks he's a, she's a double minority. Yeah, Ugh, yeah. You Terrence. see one level lower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I see things you don't, man. Yeah. You're like the you're like Neo. You're a Neo Neo of of uh, wokeness. Uh. Yeah, exactly. I'm the I'm the Neo of wokeness. Correct, but uh, yeah. So so she's and I know there was one. So there was also the people who were defending her, saying, mm. "What do you expect her to do when you go to a foreign country? Just be broke." Um, mm. and then I saw someone say, "You know, she's just an African American person who has fled the oppression from her country and is seeking a better life in another country." Is so? Is there any wrong with that? <laughs> Which to me, I'm like, mm, okay, what happened in the US, the racial tensions is horrible. But again, when you talk about fleeing oppression in your country, yeah. are you saying it's similar to the other refugees who are fleeing oppression to ridiculous standards from Syria or or places in the Middle East where there's almost the equivalent of genocide happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. So, so with all that, what was your, what, what are your thoughts about her being deported then? I mean, uh, that, that's why, you know, largely speaking, I think the, you know, the trying to identify what, in what way she's victimized and everything, it's always, to me, it's a, it's kind of pointless because it's always a race to the bottom, right? It's always a race mm. to see what is the most minority, most oppressed aspect of your life and, and everyone will be able to find something. We've talked about this before where, you know, a, a Chinese in Singapore goes to the US and then when you're a Chinese in the US, are you who considered, uh, you know, a POC and, and stuff like that. La. So so I always feel that that, that whole discussion is, is is kind of pointless on its own. La. But because, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, la, like there's also the aspects of neo-colonialism that we should think about, la, right? You know, Westerners going to uh, poorer Asian countries and behaving like, and breaking the rules and like, uh, you know, taking nude photos at, at, at very sacred sites and stuff like that. And mm. saying that, that, oh, that's okay in my culture. I don't understand why it should be anything. I mean, I've experienced it personally. I've seen um, like like going to see temples in, in Myanmar. You know, these are still very mm. sacred sites, but very, you know, very, very big tourist sites as well. Uh, yeah, I see... But I see a lot of Westerners, especially la, you know, wearing, uh, not 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 I yeah, not even like I'm not even talking about like just revealing skin, but like really skimpy tops, you know, and then or or, or being very noisy while while in the temples and stuff like that la. Then you and turn not, into the Angmokyo auntie and you go and kill them, is it? No la, never la. But it's just <laughs> it's just overall, it's not only just uh, I I mean I don't want to speak for locals of, of it being disrespectful and everything. But it's just not a nice experience for other tourists or so, right? You know, when mm. when you're trying to enjoy a nice peaceful sunset and and on a your know, very sacred site and a holy ground and all that, and then there's like someone yakking away and trying to take a selfie and stuff like that. So so it's just like that that, that kind of entitlement that you always see in a lot of uh, Southeast Asian countries when you go around. Uh, I I yeah, it just it just irks me a lot, uh, and I, I see a lot of that here where where yeah, someone is. Just trying to find, trying just trying to find the best excuse to be the victim, lah, so to speak. Yeah, because I mean, for me, at first I was like, okay, she posted this. That's her thought. Um, is it that bad? You know, people post stupid stuff online every day, mm-hmm. But then I think I guess the things that stuck out to me was um when she kind of said, okay, a low cost of living, luxury lifestyle, queer friendly. Yeah, you know, like what you were saying about maybe people wearing things that are a bit inappropriate in in sites that are that have thousands and thousands of years of history very ritualistic um not being un, not understanding the context i know a few years ago there was a guy who bared his ass on yeah. kinabalu yeah. Uh, and was almost was blamed for the earthquake or something yeah so in this case for her because yeah bali and indonesia in general is not the is not lgbt friendly at all man of course mm. you get varying 
treatments. Um, I know uh, Aceh, of course, it's it's an independent uh, sovereign nation now, mm. but it's it it they, you get places in Indonesia where it's quite extreme, la. And mm. I know even Bali people have been uh treated uh horribly for for their orient sexual orientation and all that. And mm. for her to just like paint a brush like that is one thing. And then yeah. about the the low cost of living also, yeah, it's low cost if you earn in USD la. But yeah. for locals, it, it it's it's not. And I think the the feather in the cap was when she did the one thing that you see a lot of these uh indie hackers or people trying to monetize or get passive income do la. Mm. They compile their knowledge into a PDF and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. when she did that. Okay, so and this is not even talking about uh, the fact that she was encouraging people to move to Bali amidst mm. a pandemic where people around the world are being advised to not travel. Mm, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So so that's why the official statement from the immigration officers in, in Indonesia was not that she was not paying taxes, not that mm. she, she was, I don't know, like uh, doing anything illegal per se, but it was for un, unsettling Uns- the public. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That that just sounds like they sat her down in a room and told her to okay you're leaving and this is the reason yeah. um and you know just maybe try to I don't know like it just feels like it's a it's a it's a ambiguous enough reason to feel serious enough but not to anchor it in anything like because the whole COVID thing that 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 is yeah everything we've spoken about is is something that is not taking into account that this is amidst a pandemic a, a global yeah. pandemic. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you think about it, like in the US, yeah, you know, you want your personal freedom. That's why you choose not to take a vaccine and you choose to still travel and everything. But um, unfortunately, you know, you come to a place where people don't really have that choice as much, like, you know. They, mm. when they, if they fall sick or what, it's basically, it can also mean life or death. Uh, life or, or death because, you know, you're the breadwinner of the family or or you can't afford the medication and, and and you can't afford the vaccination and stuff like that. So for yeah. for you to, you know, yeah, like, like basically traveling at this point just feels like, uh, yeah, there, 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 there needs to be a real, very important reason for you to be wanting to travel so much at this point, right? Yeah. And the claim that it is because of the color of her skin, apparently there have been 66 foreigners who have been deported for uh, for illegal visas mm. and also one very famous Russian guy who got deported for hosting a party with like 50 people. Mm. I think he made this video where he, he was riding a motorbike with a, a female uh, on, on his back into the sea. La. So, mm. <laughs> so, and he has like a few million social media followers. So his name is Sergi Kosenko. He's got a Instagram blue tick so you know he's legit. Um, and he got deported. So... But I think that was because, yeah, there's, there are pictures of him with like 50, 60 people. And incidentally, Bali was the last place I went to um, before the lockdown last year. I think I went in late Feb. Mm, okay. um, and it was already feeling like, oh shit, um, it's going to be a matter of time before things here change. Yeah. And and back then in February, I think the world also was kind of not really braced for the, the lockdowns. But already there was a sense, like you talk to people on the ground, yeah, people were aware of COVID. And this was in February. Mm. So I think that's where for the locals, you see this foreigner come in and encourage people to come. Yeah, you can't blame them for getting pissed off, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like the situation here in Singapore. I mean, we don't have a lot of community cases. But I think we all can collectively get quite pissed off every time we hear of someone, you know, hosting a big dinner or a big party at their house and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so think about how it is in other countries where where basically COVID-19 has spiraled out of control, right? And, yeah. and and getting access to a vaccine is like, it's not, it's hardly within the reality for a lot of people there. La. Yeah. So it just feels, and this is where like, I don't know, like you claim to be a digital nomad, but did it not occur to you that posting what you're posting right now might, unless, unless maybe she thought the local Balinese don't have Twitter? Maybe yeah. she was that disconnected <laughs> from the from the ground. She was like, okay, the only people accessing Twitter are my fellow digital nomads within and outside of Bali. Yeah. The locals who are still, you know, um, embracing us tourists and trying to learn from us, they haven't embraced Twitter yet. Yeah. But hell no, man. And one thing about Bali, because you've been to Bali to dive, right? You've mm-hmm. been to multiple spots in Bali, right? Yep, yep. Um, and from what I recall from being to Ubud, uh, Changu, 
So I mean, yeah, there's a there is a very strong um sust- practice in things that are sustainable, uh, be it mm. reducing usage of plastic, be it being very careful how you throw away your trash. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like that that's one island that really really cares about sustainability. Uh, mm. Which I thought mm. which I always thought was fucking cool. They're like you come to our, our island, yeah, sure, you can enjoy it, but also respect it. Uh. Yeah, correct, correct. Um so yeah, it's I mean it's a uh, because because at the end of the day, like tourism, obviously is is also suffering now, right? So mm. uh, a lot of places that were very reliant on tourist dollars to prop up their economy, uh, I guess I would assume that there's probably like they're trying to pivot to different things or realizing that they can't rely on on tourists all the time or so la. So mm. so so I think in the sense that correction was coming where. where yeah, local economies, you got to try to figure out how to sustain yourself in your local economy when shit like this happens. Because this, this is not going to be the last pandemic in human history or anything, right? Uh, mm. But if anything, it's shown us that, yeah, like over-reliance on someone coming and spending money here, spending their, their US dollars in your country is is not necessarily uh, a very sustainable strategy like, when shit like this happens, huh? Yeah, I'm just curious because now probably more people know of her ebook uh, than ever before. Mm. More people want to go to Bali than ever before. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just wondering. She's probably, I mean, she might try to monetize it through another white label book or some fucking shit like that. Yeah. Because if you search the name of the PDF, which is "Our Bali Life Is Yours," mm. which also feels like. Yeah, you've been there for a year. Is it really your Bali life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucks, yeah. It's like um, eat, pray, love so, eat, pray, love for a digital yeah. nomad. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So it feels like, oh my God, well, um, yeah, it's, and oh, it's, it's just, it's just, you look at it, because when I started reading about this, I was trying to find an angle that, okay, you know, it's ultimately just a Twitter thread. How can, how bad can we, but then mm. the more I read, I was like, uh, how to defend, yeah. Yeah. How to defend. Yeah. But oh well, let us know if you th- if uh, especially if you've if you've tried that lifestyle as well. Like, I'm sure there are some Singaporeans who have uprooted and gone to Bali to try out try out that. Mm, mm, that definitely, well. be very interesting definitely. to hear your experience. Like, I mean, I I I I I mean, I know we are all very turned off by those YouTube ads that we see of dropshipping and all. But at the end mm. of the day, it is. I mean, ultimately, it is uh, business is about buying low and selling high, and if you can find a way to you know ease the pain of the logistics around it like uh yeah la, that's your reward lah. you get a reward for that lah, right um so mm. i mean we're not saying that that everyone who does drop shipping is or this kind of digital nomad lifestyle is scum we're just saying that that it seems to have started to fit a certain stereotype lah, you know mm, of the, mm, and then it has that the venn diagram between like the the uh, the kind of like crummy expat and then the the dropshipper or digital nomad that the Venn diagram seems to be overlapping more and more. Mm. Yeah. Can you can you imagine if like <laughs> the two of us happened to be doing this podcast on the beach on a Bali beach? Mm. <laughs> We're like, oh you know, fuck all these foreigners coming here to be remote, right, Terence? Yeah. As we clink yeah. our sangrias on a beach in yeah. uh, Changu or something. But but but, <laughs> but yeah, total transparency is that we have been yeah, we have done branded content where we were paid to go on a trip to Bali. And, and in Ubud uh, in Ubud specifically and record videos there lah. and people were paying mm. us to just enjoy the lifestyle there but it was I mean it was like it was like work lah. We, we we had to shoot videos and stuff lah. right yeah. yeah yeah. and we still had to come back to Singapore and pay taxes so yeah no yeah exactly we weren't, we weren't doing what the, the same thing that this lady is doing here actually I'm curious if, if there's anyone listening right now who's based in Bali because mm. it would be dope to hear your perspective. Because mm. I think we have one common friend, Terence, I'll tell you after the podcast, who is working remotely in Bali. Oh. Yeah. A wow. clue. He's been, he was in one of our earlier, he's been in a few of our earlier videos. I think if I say that, you know who. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I'd be curious. I'm, I'm curious to know who, yeah. from people who are based in Bali. Yeah. But yes. That brings us to our... Uh, slightly goofier topic, lah, right? Yeah. In fact, it's very goofy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> I think when you were deciding, when we decided whether to talk about this, also, uh, yeah, we were like, okay, it's goofy. Yeah. But and let's just see see how it goes. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So what was which it about? is, 
Yeah, so um, apparently there was there was something circulating on WhatsApp, like a message that claimed that uh, an agency will employ 5,000 temporary staff members to go around houses to check the number of visitors present in each household for uh, ahead of the Chinese New Year celebrations in Singapore. Uh. So so it was uh, like confirmed to be fake uh, when the Ministry of Sustainability and the Environment uh, shot uh, MSE uh, issued a statement on January 28 saying that it's fake la, <laughs> and that the authorities are not hiring people to enforce rules. Mm. So so I just thought funny, it's funny in the sense like, you know, in previous times in Singapore, I think when you hear POFMA, when you hear this, yeah. it's always, it felt always felt a lot more serious. But this yeah. one, I just saw it, I was like, fuck, this is hilarious, man. But, uh, but I mean, the, the, the what I found funny about it, well, actually, what do you find funny about it? I mean, the fact that now, if this is going to be the, the set the precedent for fake messages that are going to be coming out in, in, in 2021 in Singapore, I just thought, oh shit, are we going to be seeing a lot more of this? Because the fake, the, the ridiculous stuff that my, I'm, my family sends in the WhatsApp groups has always been felt like international and it's just like funny and it's like, it doesn't seem to originate or be contextualized specific to Singapore, la, but this is. La. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just, I found it quite funny because it's just absolutely ludicrous that they need to hire people to go around and enforce these things. Uh, because I thought, yeah, if they really wanted to enforce these things very strictly, I mean, they have traced together already, but we don't even need to hire anyone, right? <laughs> they just need to activate something else on, on a switch and, and they can do it, right? So to me, it was like, but- this, just, this whole thing is just like, huh? <laughs> For what? You think that no, we're so backward? They, uh? <laughs> no, but they cannot do that. Why? Because then you are tracing people's routes. Because, I know. I mean, but, right now, trace together. That, if you really want, then I think some people will have some sleepless nights. Then after that, they will just come to parliament and explain. And then after that, they'll be like, oh, okay, actually it does this. <laughs> then, <laughs> no different, right? No, I tell you, you know what they're going to do or not? They will, They they probably are tracing. So anytime there's more than eight people in a site, each of them will get an SMS mm. saying, we know you're around more than eight people. Yeah. You either yeah. fuck off now or we will put it public. It's yeah. your choice. Yeah. No one will say anything, but suddenly you'll see people saying, oh yeah, my uh, my baby or like, you know, like there's this soccer match I need to catch or yeah. something they will leave. Like, because they totally <laughs> can, right? It's yeah. one of those things that if you voice out, then you're guilty, right? Mm, correct, correct. So, so yo, that that would be fucking that would that's fucking oh my god, that's genius, man. To the trace yeah. together team, if you're listening, don't do that because yeah. that would be horrible. But I mean, but, but you totally but could, lah. Yeah, in all seriousness, I mean, this message, I don't know, is it, either probably a joke from somebody or, I mean, it, it's a bit like the you know the urban legend of the fake the fake uh, cam- traffic camera. Like they mm. say that some of the traffic cameras that are set up around are, are not actually working. Lah. They're just there to scare people. Uh, yeah. Same same with the CCTVs that are placed outside your your the lift of your void deck and everything. Lah. Some of them are fake. Like, who the hell is monitoring? Who the hell is recording everything, right? So yeah. so so they I mean this could be that thing. Lah. The this kind of message is sent around to scare people into into complying to the safe safe distance measures this Chinese New Year because it's a bit like the I mean you think about it like every every big festival in Singapore every time there's a big uh, festival that involves like visiting family whether it's uh, Mahari Raya or Deepavali or, or Chinese New Year or um, like there's so many cars that are illegally parked by the roads right you know mm. if you walk to any estate there's so many illegally parked vehicles so many illegally parked uh, everything lah but I rarely ever hear of people getting parking tickets during the mm-hmm. festive season. Because it's like, <laughs> it's one of those things like, like will make someone vote against you and, and make someone really hate you if like on Christmas Day you get a parking ticket from the, from the government and all that. Lah. So, so it's like, to me it's like, um, yeah, the chances of like really enforcing it, enforcing it is, is, is low. Lah. I mean, it's one, it's one of those things I like, I doubt that it will be enforced like this, lah. But, but if you think about it, if like let's say you were at a gathering at home with like more than eight people, and you get a doorbell, and there's a very nice safety warning ambassador mm. who very nicely tells you that what you're doing is not good, you know, mm. and who very nicely says, okay, you 
they hope you can do better and don't do it next time mm. and then they walk off. Don't you think that's enough for people to know, oh shit. Yeah, that's why you're being watched. La. You yeah. know, the, the fucking safety ambassador can be super nice, can even give Ang Paos. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like with $2. But people will still be scared shitless. And I think that is the psychology of Trace Together now. I don't know whether deep down people have this inbuilt fear of thinking that, oh shit, if they want to watch us, uh, if they want to track us, uh, they can. No? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think Trace Together has shown us that it is it is highly possible. La. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I think that I don't know whether this is just a uh, folklore or urban legend or like. Um, but what what I recall reading somewhere is that the reason why car alarms became mm. like started becoming silent mm. was because a silent car alarm is much more powerful than a car alarm that's that's loud like. And the belief is that if you were a, a car theft, mm. uh, you wouldn't know when the alarm goes off if it does, mm. which mm. means that. Uh, because previously, if you break into this car, alarm goes off, you run. But if you break into this car, the alarm doesn't go off, you know there's no alarm. La. But mm. the moment silent car alarms became more mainstream, you can break into a car, but there's this doubt. La. You're like, oh, fuck. Is, the, is it set off? And it, it plays into the same psychology that you mentioned about the cameras, right? Mm. If you were planning to mark someone, you see that little the little half fishbowl kind of thing at the DBS ATM, mm. chances are you will think for a moment, is yeah. the camera working? Yeah. Fuck, is the camera... It might be just nothing. It might be empty. There might be a dead cockroach inside. Mm, correct, correct. Yeah. But it might put a doubt in your mind. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, at the same time, there are... Um, I mean, just hearing from people who are trained as social distancing ambassadors, they are they are uh, trained to be... to approach a, a lot of different kinds of situations, right? And uh, yeah. I'm sure knocking on the door to tell someone to not do what they're doing or what is is well within the the realm of possibility, lah. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, don't guys, don't be too, don't get complacent. Firstly, it's not about the letter of the law; it's the spirit of the law. Don't it's like you try to the letter play of the law, it. Lah. Don't try it's and the letter play of the around law, it, like, like booking a table, separate tables under a different name, and having a group more than eight people at a restaurant and all that nonsense. Uh, I, I, Wake up, la, Terence. It's, it's, Don't it's, smell the roses of truth, la. No one gives a shit about idealism. It's but, all about the law. But so, so one thing is that I realize, like, I guess Singaporeans, because we generally have a lot of laws in place, or that, there's mm. almost like we take pride in being able to play around these laws, right? Like skirting around uh, yeah, them I or just so. stretching I them a so. bit. We take a lot of pride, like we are, like it's damn cool to do it or something like that. When actually, like. Now it's not about being cool. Now it's like the world is burning and, and like we don't want a fire to start here either. That's why we're trying to be very careful about it, lah, right? So, so But I, you think I think I would think the only like a minority of the population takes pride in like going around the rule the the law. Right? Unless maybe the younger generation, lah, maybe the younger generation. Takes pride in bending the rules, you think? Yeah, I think the older generation, they're like, no, 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 don't don't break the rules. Um uh, I I guess it it might be a bit of a Generalization either way, like to say a whole generation is like that. Lah. But I would see Okay, true. Okay, I would say it's harder to convince old people like, hey, don't do this. Lah. The law is like that. Right? Yeah. I, I would say it's harder to convince if I see an old person not wearing a mask versus a young person wearing a mask, I would say it's harder to go out to the old person and tell them, hey, you're supposed to be doing this. Correct. It's it's harder to tell that person. It's harder to get really? the old person to comply. Oh yeah lah yeah lah. If they really if yeah yeah correct lah yeah yeah yeah. So so that's where I'm coming from lah. Where where I find that old people will use all sorts of excuses like, hey, no this is not the law. You know, I know the law. I live very long. I eat more salt than you. All this kind of thing to 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 yeah. argue back ah. And it's them annoying, but it's no choice lah. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So as a concerned citizen of the world, I would implore you if you see a relative or relatives doing something silly like that this Chinese year, please call them out. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, I won't go all the way to say go and pauto them. La. <laughs> Don't go and call police on your own relatives. <laughs> but please call them out and just send them articles telling them what they're doing is against the law and if they're being difficult, get you know, get more people to try and talk to them also. La. Yeah. But that, that, that could be quite hard, right? Because then you're like the party pooper kind of like, I mean, like I can totally imagine the situation. Then, you know, with mm. family, there's all this, then you're like, you know, someone tell you why you have to say this, you know, like, um, uh, why you know your uncle is so nice or your auntie is so nice, and mm. that's where I'm. I'm just curious. I'm just 
so sure there's going to be so many stories that will come out of the CNY celebrations that will be around this. Like, people flouting the law, yeah, people doing yeah. this, people doing that. So there's going to be a tsunami of like fucking stories. Like. That's what that's what I, I assume is going to happen. Like. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like. But it's... I, I would still Shit, want I people to try. Like, people try, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I think everyone should play their part. Um, And in fact, yeah, like you have less... Less people at a gathering, that could also be a little more, more a little less intense, lah. Correct. Because I've always yeah. heard from from people during Chinese New Year that it's fucking intense if you got like thirty people in one house. Yeah, I've. Always, I mean, it, yeah. To me, it's like anytime the big the group gets bigger than six to eight people, is everything. It just goes out of hand already, lah. Right. Just conversation is like is very fleeting. It's usually you talk to one person for like two minutes, then you talk to the next person, next person, next person. Yeah, like you talk to a lot of people, but you don't really talk to people like 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 how we are talking on this podcast or anything like that. Or, yeah, exactly. like, or how you talk to a person over beer. So maybe in some ways this might change the habits, like how we, you know, catch up with people for real. Like when you catch up, you really, I mean, you can't have a big group, so you do, like you really catch up, catch up, right? Mm, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Actually, yeah, do you have a lot of stuff uh, planned? Like, I mean, smaller groups, meetings for Chinese New Year or because of your kid you're kind of staying on the lowdown yeah a bit of both uh. I mean I've ha- I- I've rejected having to meet up like in bigger groups and all that because oh Lomo Mr. Popular just... how many how many invites you got yeah? no no no, no. it's it all family stuff and all uh. I, I, mm. it's just because of I mean I, I don't see the point of, of, of endangering everyone or uh, you know at this period when when yeah the world is like I said like, the world is kind of burning right now and all and then and but it must also be useful to be able to reject people whose houses you might not really want enjoy going right going to right uh yeah, Kong, right yeah 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 but but at the same time um uh, it's been a while uh, since we've like like when was the last time we played board games and everything man just just like like i think like was right before last year? yeah it was a year ago just exactly oh a year ago God. that was the last time we gathered as a group with some other people and played board games and it's just um, yeah like, for for someone who enjoys that kind of gatherings and all it, it's it's a it's been tough lah you know so so, mm, so don't mm, don't get mm. me wrong I do enjoy hanging out I'm not a I don't hate people I am not so but got some people admit it, it lah okay don't no, be I mean, so angelic you know got some people no no no, no of, course, of course of course of course of course <laughs> but I'm telling you that 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 now there's no better time to rethink how how you interact with people and how who you want to catch up with and everything. Exactly. And three yes. more friends you don't give a fuck about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct. <laughs> That's right. So I guess you have yes. your list already. Yeah. Your pruning list. No, already. I don't have my list. I love everyone. I love everyone. Yeah. Okay, not everyone. Not everyone. Yeah. But yes. Yes. Uh, I guess the, one thing... Oh, sorry. Uh, one thing... I mean, I just... So this is going to be on a bit of a digression, but there was something that someone, uh, Jungle Jimbo on our Reddit highlighted. There's one comment by this one Facebook commenter who talked about the Subaru challenge, lah, okay? Mm. And related it to the protesting thing that, yes, I don't yes. know, like, I know I know for the third episode, one segment we had was was kind of like uh, just giving homage to the wonderful comments we get. And today, um, probably we'll for a future episode we can make it like a segment segment but mm. this one I just had to say something uh. I know I know I, I'll, I'll <laughs> let you have it like. I'll let you have the floor sure go ahead, go ahead. It, it was it was about the recent protests uh, outside the MOE building by uh, a few students and individuals about the the trans issue and how MOE kind of that whole controversy which we covered on a previous podcast mm. there's a social commentator on Facebook um, I won't say his name because uh, with the internet, I don't know. Like, I, he's he he's. I think he has commented quite a bit on different things, but mm. he just had this one quote that uh, Jungle Jimbo, one of our most avid redditors, um, <laughs> took a quote and asked for some some thoughts from from me in particular, like, Because mm. this commented commenter, he said, "Protesting in Singapore reminds me a little bit of those last palm standing Subaru car contest that Mediacorp used to hold. Mm. You get a whole bunch of attention and publicity looking stupid under the hot sun. Everyone on your own side cheers you on, but you probably end up losing and not achieving anything substantial. Yeah. God damn it. Cuts close. God damn it. (laughs) Because 
Uh, I think I probably mentioned it on this podcast a lot of times, mm. but uh, I am an ex-contestant of Subaru Challenge. Mm. Uh, I finished second once year, uh, at one, uh, one of the years. And to me, like this kind of comment was just like, um, I mean, you can look at someone who runs a marathon and says, that guy's a fucking idiot. Why you run a marathon? Mm. But there's something, there's a challenge there. So mm. I won't go into too much detail, but I, just that one comment, I felt like, hey, hello, hello. Just because yeah. you think it's stupid, Objectively, it is stupid, but it's still fucking. It's still a that something that a lot of people value because it mm. takes your mind and body to a different place, lah. Yeah. So I mean, so Jungle it, Jimbo, that's for you. Yeah, if you're still on Harish's friend list, I mean, I'm sure you all know the story like the back of your hand already. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> it is a it is a very big milestone in Harish's life that. Um, I mean, is, it's not bad. Is, big is, it forms part of his identity, lah. Basically. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that I, I try not to go there because if I go there, it will just open up a whole can of worms that I cannot <laughs> I cannot get him to stop talking about it for like half an hour, which is good when we go for meetings or meeting people for the first time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I bring, it up, I bring exactly. it up so that I can sit back and just chill and enjoy my coffee for like five minutes or at least 20, 10. But but in general, yeah, I, I like when I say I let Harish at the floor, I was like, okay, maybe I need to. You can go toilet, go toilet or something. <laughs> It's like, you know, like DJs, they say they play November Rain, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Toilet. For me, it's like, when I need a harish to just, to just talk to bring someone. Bring yeah, I bring a Subaru challenge and then I just go to the toilet. And after that, you know, take a big shit and then come back. Uh. Yeah. yeah so that's because that you say me. that, I'm going to so happy I'm now. Cut so you, myself you can off hear now. The, yeah. You can hear I'm the joy in his voice when he's talking about Subaru <laughs> challenge. So yeah. Fucking just, Subaru challenge. FYI, Best thing ever. If you ever meet if you are young and you ever meet this Uncle <laughs> Harish somewhere, don't bring up Subaru Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> I've also developed a skill of dropping it into conversation. Like, like we can be walking, I'm like, oh shit, look at that car, it's a Subaru. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Back in 2012, well, that, there that, was a competition called the Subaru. <laughs> then I turned like into full-fledged uncle. Right? Yeah, that's super subtle. Full-fledged uncle. Full-fledged yeah, uncle. Yeah. yeah, in fact, there were some full contestants who, uncle. there were contestants, not necessarily Harish, but other contestants who, I know after the contest, they every time they take photo, they always have their palms out, right? Like it's like oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, defining yeah. moment. Yeah. It's like the rainbow, the rainbow guy on YouTube, like that lah. Yeah, like the, the double rainbow. Yeah, double the rainbow. defining rain moment in your life, lah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah. So, so I just wanted to to give that a shout out. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talk about that on the Takashimaya, the swimming in the Takashimaya fountain one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that one also I can go on for a long time. It lights up yeah. Harish's eyes like like nothing like that. <laughs> If you thought his eyes are big, wait, when you just mentioned those either one of those two items, wow. Yeah, I mean, you can mention that. other things also, uh, like uh, Yalabad and how proud I am of this podcast, how much I love our community. Maybe yeah. that one, three, four minutes can, <laughs> but Subaru Challenge. Oh. Yeah, 30 yeah, minutes also can. It's a marathon. <laughs> In fact, there's one TV show that we pitched around the Subaru Challenge, right? Oh, it yeah, was yeah, called yeah, Hands yeah, Off. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. If you're interested in know, yeah. yeah, just... I mean, on yeah, Reddit, so like, if you want to know more, just ask Harish. Like, he'll write an essay for you also. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not write, like, record an audio message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or record an audio message. But yes, now we can get back to regular programming with our one shock thing of the week. Yes. Which is which is what for you, Terrence? Uh, finally able to recommend it. I've got past the obligatory two episodes before before I talk about a show. Uh, Alice, mm. in, Alice in Borderland. Uh, mm. Japanese show based on an anime, uh, post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, basically uh, like Stranger Things meets uh, I don't know, Hunger Games meets Battle Royale, uh, all these different movies. Uh, so it's a very interesting feel. Plus, it uh, stars a lot of. There's a lot of scenes that were very skimpy, skimpily clad. Uh, boys and girls, both, you know, good-looking uh, Japanese boys and girls. So mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those shows that, uh, yeah, it's quite, it's quite, I mean, it's it's nothing, it's not like groundbreaking or anything, but it's, it's it's fun to watch. Uh, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Have oh, you seen but it? I remember after, I remember after you told me you watched the first episode, you said it was a little meh. So it was only the two episodes in, then you felt the, the yeah. boom. Yeah. It's like the first episode, oh. I felt like, uh, I was like, uh, feel, I felt like I'd seen this all before. You know, but, Two episodes, th- three episodes in there, I felt like, okay. They, they, they give they gave some surprises that even me as a very quite a jaded viewer or sometimes of these things of these gimmicks, uh, I I was like quite surprised uh, So okay, uh, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, Alice in Borderlands. Okay. So worth worth a shot. And can't go wrong with like like uh you know tall, good looking people wearing uh swim- swimwear and hanging out. <laughs> you really turn into uncle. I've turned into <laughs> uncle. You also turn into uncle already. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. But at least the uncle who chills out, chill, who knows what Netflix and chill is, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, my my one stroke thing is also a series, but it's an audio series. Mm, um, have it? you heard of the the podcast called A Very Fatal Murder? No, I haven't. You know the Onion, lah, right? Yes. Uh, is the satirical uh, website in the US that publishes really hilarious articles and all. Mm. This podcast, it's it it's like a parody of serial. You know, like how American Vandal yes. on Netflix yep. was a parody of the true crime. This yep. one is is like serial and it's fucking hilarious. I listened to oh, really? one episode and I already think, oh shit. And every episode is like 10 minutes. Mm. Um, 10, 12 minutes and it's done very straight lace but mm. the kind of lies, lines they, they say is hilarious like, and then they do the same thing with a narrator and then interviews and narrator interviews. It's investigating a murder also. Got so it. I just thought it's it's genius. La. It's fucking awesome. How much have you heard of it? I only heard one episode but it's really like I'm like, oh shit, I don't need to go to the two episode mark. Mm, okay, okay. So already I was entertained by that. Like even the other audio series that I recommended last time, Homecoming by Gimlet, it took a few episodes because that was a slow build. Mm. But but this one is just like if you like American Vandal, this is the audio version of it. Eh? Mm, I see. Interesting. Yeah, it's good. It's, wow. It's good. No, if it's after one episode yeah. and you're recommending it, it must be very good. La. Yeah, yeah. Podcast, yeah. yeah, I do find that podcast, I, I take a bit longer to warm up to them. Even serial and all were not immediate like for me. La. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. If you, it's just, a, it's just. I thought it was, it's a smart, smart, smart thing that, 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 that they did. La. Mm. Cool, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, out. cool. And you're not even right. that big a fan of cereal, right? Actually, yeah, I never yeah, got yeah, through. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge. But fan I really of like American Vandal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really I, like American Vandal. Yeah, I Vendor. liked them. I, American Vandal took me a while, but when once I got into it, yeah, then I really liked. Yeah, them it was well. good. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. Alrighty. Awesome. But yeah, cool, so this is man. the right. the yeah we've reverted to normal programming for episode the the third episode of the week. Um, yeah. You know, let us know your thoughts or I mean thanks thanks also for the ideas. I think some people were throwing out ideas of what we could do better and everything. And uh, we do we do yeah. read all of this and took take into account also. La. So so it's yeah, it, it is think, it is uh very helpful. I think some of the ideas we might turn into like maybe a segment on the show. Because right now we have the serious topic, the goofy topic and mm. the one show thing. Maybe mm. there can be another another segment, yeah. Possibly, possibly. Possibly, yeah. possibly, possibly. Cool, all cool, right. cool. Cool. So, all right. See you all at our live show next week, right? Yeah. But yep, in, yep. in the meantime, there'll be like three podcasts la, to also listen to. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Adios.